Well, our promos did not work, guys, so we're just going to skip over those because we just can. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to Sports Lounge Live. When things don't work. Uh, the year's the year starting off the way the last year ended. You know, you know what, though? Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm Chris Devon, and uh, I'm one of the panelists. We have Harry Lester here. We have uh, Sean Platt, and we have Robert Herrick, a.k.a. Ringside Robert. And we are here, uh, of course, at uh, Sunday night. Bill Sparks. And you have Bill Sparks. Yeah, that's the first, yeah. first voice you heard was the always yeah. familiar Bill Sparks, who has, is always around here somewhere on, on the Worldwide Legend. And, and uh, hope everybody had a happy new year. This is show number 74. This is January 5th, 2020. And uh, we're going to uh, give you the agenda here a little bit, a little different tonight, the way we're going to do things. We're going to do the NFL. We're going to just not just do the scores, but we're going to do these. We're going to talk about the games that we just had. We had the four wild card games and very surprising results, as usual. Um, more surprising than I can ever remember them. And they were all competitive games, too. Uh, sometimes you get a blowout. No blowout this year. So we'll do the four wild card games. Then we're gonna I'm going to read you the standings uh, for the whole league. And then we're going to talk about them quick thumbnails with any coaching changes or any rumors about the 24 teams that are no longer playing. We'll leave the eight uh, that are playing. We'll, we'll talk about that. We can preview those games a little bit, too. But uh, we figure the teams that are done, we'll talk about a little bit. You know, give them a half a minute or so. Then uh, we're going to do all the deaths together. There were six deaths in different sports. Some very prominent. Three prominent. Three not so much but some people you'd want to know about. So we'll do those, and uh, we'll have a little audio for you about one of them, and uh, that'll be good. And audio you don't hear all the time, so you want to stay tuned for that. That'll be very interesting. And then we'll do a little college football. Of course, the championship game won't be till next week, but we'll do a little on the bowls for New Year's Day and any other bowl highlights that people know of. And we had one coaching change, or we don't have the whole change, but we're firing in, uh, in uh, Mississippi State. We'll do that. And, and, then, that's, uh, and that was they, kind of a weird situation. Yeah, and Perry will talk about that, being a Mississippi fan, Mississippi State fan, and then we'll do the baseball. There were five or six signings, even though it was a semi-holiday week. But before we do all that, here is Sean to tell us what else is going on here with our show. Well, folks, since we didn't get the intro, you can download your Zoom app, or you can dial 646-876-9923, and then enter the code 287-723-4600, pound key twice. And when you're in, if you want to ask questions, star nine, raise your hand on the phone, I'll lie on the computer, the more key on your smart device. Also, 800-693-0595, option two, is where you can leave a voicemail. Anytime that you're listening on the podcast, the week you want to leave the voicemail. We would love to have a voicemail. I think we have. Um, I, I think we might have had one. I don't know. We, we haven't had one in a while. So we have never had one, technically. So there you go. That, yeah. Also, uh, if you want to interact with us during the week, 712-432-3642. Uh, go to board number nine, the Sports Times board, and board 13, the schedule board, all your TV schedules, your Serious XM schedules, your league schedules, all that stuff. Go check that out over there. But anyway, wild card week, a crazy week. Not a good week for some people in football no. contests. No. no. But, yeah. It was a crazy week, though, and we started out in Houston yesterday. The uh, Bills built up a 16 nothing lead. Texans came roaring back. The game went to overtime, and uh, the Texans kicked a field goal close to the end of overtime, actually. I mean, even though they wouldn't have stopped, they'd have kept going. But anyway, no. he kicked a field goal. 22 to 19 was the final score in that game in overtime. And, yeah, a little poetic justice I th- I think on that. that I think in that game, though, both teams represented themselves very well. Oh, yes. Oh, they played well. And, you know, there was a little oh. poetic justice for uh, Houston fans because they, you know, obviously it's the Texans yeah. and not the Oilers. A little revenge, but a little revenge, a little comeback on, on Buffalo, who came back big time on, on them uh, back in the day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was, I, I, this is the first time the uh, Texans had played the Bills. And, am I right? I was trying to think about it, and I couldn't go through all the years in my mind. Have the Bills not? Not one since the AFC championship game. Ninety five. They haven't won a playoff game since ninety five. Ninety five. They won one in ninety five. Okay. All right. Playoff game in ninety five. But yeah, and they said that several times on the broadcast. As a matter of fact, that was Don Shula's last game he ever coached
out. Uh, Deshaun Watson wasn't able to run. He got going in the second half. He got the Hawkins free, too, who ended up having a big day. In the meantime, in the first half, um, Josh Allen was doing great. He was running around. Uh, you know, they're running back there. Uh, Singletary, Devin Singletary was doing a good job. And, you know, the, the Bills really controlled that game, you know? Yep. And as a, Tex- as a Texans fan, I was scared. I did not pick Houston in the game. I was scared, too, because as a Texans fan, I'm happy they won. Of course, I'm not happy in some ways because I didn't get points in the contest. But, right. You know, yep. so it's like I, it, was a, it was an up and down either way. Either way, I was going to win in that game, I guess. That's right. That's, that's how you can look at that. Well, go ahead, Perry. The next one I didn't win anything on. No, and that. I'm sure, Chris, no. you're not going to be happy with this one because the Titans came in, and uh, it was four, it was 14-13 for the longest time, and then right at yep. the end, uh, Brady scrambled in the end zone and threw a pick six, so it was 20-13 to 13 was the final. And the Patriots, it seemed to me, Chris, had the same problems last night that they've had all year. The offense just could not get started. They don't have enough weapons. I was just saying before the show that a Belichick general manager as usual, didn't do Belichick the coach very much good. You know, he did. They, they didn't. They had rookie. Okay, they had a couple rookie wide receivers who may have potential, but you were supposed to, the ones they counted on at the beginning of the year were Antonio Brown and and uh, Josh Gordon, and of course they, that was risky, and that blew up in their face. If they'd had them this, you know, this year, you know, if everything had been the slate had been wiped clean, Josh Gordon stayed clean, and Antonio Brown hadn't done all the crazy things he did beforehand, they would have had a heck of a receiving core with Edelman, and that, that they probably still be playing, but they didn't, and that's just it. You know, you can't go in with a year like this. And of course, we'll talk more about the potential offseason changes that could uh, come when we do our thumbnails of the uh, teams that have been eliminated. But it's really, um, you know, I just didn't have the heart to listen to the talk shows today. I don't know what they're going to be saying around here. <laughs> and, my, and Mike Brable comes back in and wins in New England. And, and of course, as you would imagine, Mike Heath was very happy. Yes, he was. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it was. The, and the worst thing, when you, you're not going to win if you do this. You're, they're ahead 10 to 7, late second quarter. They get it down, first and goal at the one yard line. They end up losing. You know, they don't gain. They lose. End up back at the five. Have to kick a field goal right at the end of the half. Make it 13 to 7. And Scott Zolak said, you know, you can't win a game doing stuff like this. And that was it. And then the uh, Titans come out, get their touchdown, go ahead. And then, of course, Logan Ryan, the guy with the pick six, a former Patriot. A lot of former Patriots uh, acquitted themselves well on the on the Titans. And the defense ran out of steam, I think, this year. They were they on did. the field so much. I think the first first half of the year, they were one of the best defenses ever. And uh, finally, it just got play, to the who point. Who did they play the first half of the year? Well, there was that, but still, even with that, they they still uh, they played Miami for one, and Miami did a lot worse the first time than they did the yeah. second time. And, and I, think we wanna, I, mean, I think we want to. I think you got to credit. I think you got to credit Derrick Henry too for putting up great oh, numbers yeah. last night. Yeah, had a great year. Yeah, yeah. great. How about and you know New England? What was it? They had thirty-one wins in a row before their uh, and then and then they lost three in the last what six weeks at home. Actually, it was twenty-one wins at home, Sean. Not that. Oh, okay, twenty-one. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. So yeah, but they're they're out and you know it's it's like the end of a, of a streak and then will it be the end of an era we don't know yet but it's certainly the end of the eight eight years in a row but that i can't imagine somebody being able to get to eight championship and, games in a row that's amazing and it will yeah. definitely ensure that every year there's either saban or belichick has won a championship that will not happen this year for either nope, one it will not it will happen not. This year. then we went to today's games and everybody always says kirk cousins cannot win a big game until now they beat the the uh, vikings beat the saints 26 to 20 in overtime, and I know we're going to hear that the Saints thought there was an offensive pass interference, but according to Al Riveron, I believe is his name, the yes. supervisor of officials, he said there was a little contact on the last play, but not enough to throw a flag. And I think if you're a Saints fan, you have to look to at the stuff you didn't do. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Vikings and, defense was really keyed on, on Drew yeah, they, Brees, and the one big problem they had was that, that what was his name, Tishon Hill? T- he was he he was driving him crazy. That was half of the Saints' offense right there. Was that that one guy because he was, it was he was a wildcat of his came, own. And, yeah, and he and came back. Breeze came back in in the final two minutes, and Paul Allen goes, "Wow, thank God Drew Breeze is back, and this guy's out." <laughs> That's right. We have not we have not had an overtime game in a wild card round since 2011, and we had two. We had yeah. two out of the we four. Yeah, and and, and, so this, uh, and of course we'll talk about the schedule in, uh, for next week. Now, what this all sets up as soon as we finish our last game here, which was uh, the Eagles and the Seahawks. Carson Wentz left with a concussion early on, and the Eagles' offense, even though they had Josh McCown, who was who was okay, he yeah. certainly was not Carson Wentz. Seventeen nine Seahawks win, and everybody thought that would be a competitive game, and even without Carson Wentz, it still was. 
Oh, I think if he if he played, I think it would be very. You know, I think it would have been another potential overtime game because the Eagles played well defensively. Uh, the Seahawks uh, were ready. I mean, Russell Wilson had a great game, over 300 yards, and his receiver there, McCaffrey, did very well. Uh, or Metcalf, I think is his name. But anyway, you know, the thing is, you can't lose your starting quarterback in the middle of a playoff game, and uh, you got to be really uh, amazing or, or lucky. Or I mean, Frank yeah. Reich did at that time, but uh, that's pretty unusual for a and guy. And you to, know, you you have to if you're a Carson Wentz or a Philadelphia Eagles fan, you got to be saying to yourself, every time we make it to the playoffs, Carson Wentz isn't there because they'll remember the last two times Philadelphia made the playoffs, Nick Foles was was playing because Wentz was, that was I was season. listening. Yeah, I was listening to Merrill Reese today, and what did he? Did you hear him, Chris? He said something yeah. about uh, Carson Wentz was one of about three players on the offense who didn't have some sort of a nick or an injury through the whole the year, season yeah. until today. Yeah, and when you think about that offense, they didn't have Deshaun Jackson. They didn't have Alshon Jeffrey. They didn't have Sproul. I mean, they had a lot of their weapons were gone all year long. You know, yep. similar, a different reason, like that, but it was a crippled offense like the Patriots, you know, different reason. So the mm-hmm. Patriots wasn't injuries, but you know, that's the kind of offense that they were trying to run and they got the four wins that they needed to get. Yeah, against the NF- NFC East teams, but they got them and they, they were the team that, that went and we'll be talking about the Cowboys later who didn't go and uh, so they're happy about that, but uh, they got to get, get some breaks. I mean, they just had no breaks this year with injuries. No. So next week's schedule, Sean, you you have the networks for us on that. I yes, take I it? do. Okay, yes, go ahead. I do. Starting off, starting off Saturday, the 11th at 4:35 Eastern, it will be the Minnesota Vikings at the San Francisco 49ers on NBC. 8:15, same day, Tennessee of Baltimore. 3:05 on Sunday. And who's got CBS? CBS. Then on Sunday the 12th, it will be uh, it will be Houston at Kansas City, also on CBS 3:05. And then at 6:40 Eastern on Fox, it will be Seattle at Green Bay. So our and we, fans and will have a cataclysmic decision here. We'll we'll try to keep them up to date, but yep. you know, we will probably be on during halftime. So that'll be something you can listen to and yeah. have a little halftime discussion about the game. And uh, we'll be following it too as best we can. Yes. Okay, so let me read the, uh, how, the, how the final standings came out, and then we'll talk about the 24 teams that aren't playing anymore, including coaching changes or whether we think there'll be any or any, any rumors, all that good stuff. AFC East, the Patriots are 12-4, and four, and, of course, champions Buffalo 10-6, and six, the Jets 7-9, and nine, Miami 5-11, and 11, AFC North, Baltimore wins it with a 14-2 and two record, Pittsburgh at 8-8, eight and eight, uh, Cleveland 6-10, and 10, Cincinnati 2-14, and 14, AFC South, Houston wins it with 10-6, and six, Tennessee ended up nine and seven uh that's got a little more strength than we thought it did that division indianapolis seven and nine jacksonville six and ten afc west kansas city the champions at 12 and four denver seven and nine oakland seven and nine and the chargers five and eleven nfc east uh the eagles who we just talked about but we can do it a little bit in another uh minute they're up uh, they won it with a nine and seven record dallas eight and eight the giants five four and twelve and the washington redskins three and thirteen nfc north green bay the champs at 13 and three uh minnesota of course with the big win today now we're 10 and 6 um chicago 8 and 8 detroit uh 3 12 and 1 in the south new orleans the division winner 13 and 3 atlanta 7 and 9 tampa bay 7 and 9 carolina 5 and 11 and in the west in the nfc san francisco 13 and 3 the seahawks 11 and 5 the rams 9 and 7 arizona uh 5 10 and 1 so one of the things that we've always done in uh, sports lounge over the years when i've read, read the final standings would i've given them little thumbnails at least on the teams that were done and uh think this would be a good opportunity. Obviously, the Patriots pretty much covered it. Uh, the thing that we're, we're looking about is this could be the most significant offseason in 20 years. Is Brady coming back? I think Belichick will be. I know there's people saying, well, maybe Belichick won't want to stay, but I, I think Brady is the one that might leave. He may not leave. I mean, he's not, uh, you know, they can talk to him. And, March and we won't, and we won't know day. anything about that until March. That's correct. March 18th is the day. I always remember that it's the uh, right the day before uh, the NCAA, uh, the big Thursday games on, on uh, the NCAA, which makes it very difficult to keep track of anything with the, with the football and the NCAA. I, I wish they wouldn't do it that week, but they do. So uh, we'll, we'll hear a lot more about that, and rumors will abound as to who might replace Brady if Brady goes, um, and what, what the coaching staff will look like, because other people may pick off some of the other coaches that the Patriots have. Uh, so any, any, I think every more... opening, Chris, that's out there, Josh McDaniels is up for it. Every that's opening. Right. Yes. That's right. So any, anybody else want to say anything on the Patriots before we move on? No. no. Pretty much covered? No, I think you pretty much covered it, Chris. Okay, the Jets had a, a 
pretty uh, interesting year. We kind of talked about them last week. They're really not going to be making any changes other than trying to build through the draft. They ended up at 7-9, and nine, and I think Adam Gates, who we made fun of at the beginning of the year, what kind of a coaching choice was this, and getting rid of their general manager like they did, but, and, but bringing him in, uh, it worked out pretty well for them. They, they, Sam Darnold did all right uh, for his second year, and uh, they, they kind of hung and they much better. Of course, when he was playing, he had an injury, so I think they were uh, like four and uh, I, I forget what their record was, much better with, with him than without him. They were so, one and seven at one point, and then they finished seven, up seven and seven nine. And nine when he came yeah. back. Yeah, I think that's it. Miami Dolphins, I, I, again, an, an uptick with them, with Brian Flores. He did a good job. He kept them hustling all year. They and the Jets and the Bengals were supposed to be the laughing stock, as we said last week, but he kept them competitive. He won that big game against the Patriots, but uh, put, put the Patriots in the position they were last night to have to play Tennessee. Uh, they, you know, they, they, they kept playing hard every every game. And, and, he, and gotta, he made that quarterback change from Josh Rosen to Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm not sure the front office maybe wanted uh, that, but he he did it anyway, and that's yep. probably what won them several games. And they fired the offensive coordinator and brought back coordinator and brought back Chan Gailey. And yeah. uh, so he he's uh, he's up there, but he's he's back in the fold again. He's going to be working with Brian Flores, and who knows what quarterback do they the the, 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 the no brainer be to keep Fitzpatrick? But hey, who's to say he couldn't get Brady and to go down there and Fitzpatrick come up here? Who the heck knows? Well, and they, may, they may they or they may draft have. they may draft a quarterback but keep Fitzpatrick for this season anyway. That's right. That's right. right. In the North, we'll talk about Baltimore later, uh, and because we will preview those games, I think before we finish too, we should do that. Pittsburgh eight and eight again, an uptick for them. Uh, the record wasn't as good, but to get through all the injuries, you talk about Pennsylvania was they bet with injuries. Jerry, that teams, is crazy. The Steelers were just ravaged. They were, especially at the quarterback position and the running back and the offensive guys. And really, uh, Mike Tomlin deserves a lot of credit uh, to have accomplished what he did. With he that does. Team. He does. And normally, that Chris, that's not always the case. I mean, we've heard a lot of times where where uh, Mike Tomlin did not deserve all the credit, you know, no, and didn't uh, do because, so well. But this year, he this year he certainly did deserve it. Uh, yeah. You 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 would hear throughout the years, it's time to let him go. We need to make a change. But this year, he definitely deserves you know coach of the year consideration, possibly a raise. He did a hell of a job. Yeah. Well, the the guys right uh, right across the, the 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 bay there, or across the lake, or whatever you want to say, uh, you know, uh, the uh, Cleveland Browns have already started to make changes. What were some of those, uh, Perry? Uh, Freddie Kitchens, their coach, of course. We knew last week he was out. Um, a lot of people, though, that you hear that the Browns want to talk to, a lot of people don't even want to deal with the Browns. John Dorsey, their GM, is out. And according to Jimmy Haslam, he's going to hire a coach, and then the coach will get a say in who hires, you know, who the GM is. So that's always but a lot way to do of people. But a lot of people that you hear it. that you hear do not want anything to do with the Browns. Yes. Yeah, next, no. next job I get if I ever leave uh, National Press, Press, I want to go and I want to pick my supervisor uh, before I get there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. One word to sum up Cleveland dysfunction. Yeah. Dysfunctional. Yeah. Totally dysfunctional. And too many, too many wild and crazy personalities on one team. I think whoever's going in there, you know, it, it looks good to sell tickets. You got Beckham, you got Mayfield, you got all these guys, but you need to have a little bit more, uh, uh, yes. just as normalcy with a team. Sure. And with yeah, I would say the state of Ohio in the National Football League is a total disaster. And that's sure. not just in the Cincinnati. Yep, Cincinnati. Exactly. Well, Cincinnati at 2-14, and 14, they're going to get the number one pick, and people think they're going to take Burrow out of LSU. Because he is from Ohio, so that makes Orville perfect sense. Yep. yep, so that's probably what they'll do, and uh, they'll go from there, and they'll try to tell they're keeping their coach, and uh, you know, going to go uh, pretty much from there. We'll see what they do. Uh, we, know, we, know ownership, we know ownership does not like to make changes. I mean, how long did Marvin no. Lewis last there? 16, 16 years, Perry. Right, right. Yeah. A second longest coach behind Belichick. That's unbelievable for you know, somebody who never won a playoff game. You know? yeah. And, as, and um, as dysfunctional as he is, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but there is an owner who wants to talk to him. Yes, there is. Yes, sir. We'll get that to that in a minute. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Indianapolis, we kind of talked about them last week, 7-9. and nine. Uh, Adam Vinatieri, I'm sure, will be retiring. They need to do something about their special teams. They caught them, not just Vinatieri, but just the whole special teams with, with problems with return and blocks and everything they did else. Sign, it, it isn't Vinatieri, but Bill, who did the kicking after Vinatieri? They signed whoever it was. They brought him back on a one-year deal. The guy from Illinois, and I'm forgetting his last name, but he, okay. he hit all his field goals but one. But they really need mm-hmm. to draft a quarterback or do something about Kobe yeah. Brissett because he's not your the, long-term. The well, GM, the GM said last week 
though, Bill, when the season ended, he said the the luck retirement really did not hit him until the season ended because, you know, of course, at that time you had to just go on the fly and do what you want. But he said now now he has time to sit back, and he said that's when it really hit is when the season ended. Yeah, but he's a little bit late there, you know. You just... <laughs> <laughs> so there's another. And now, you know, of course, with the ties from before, Brissett's available, Jacoby Brissett. Maybe if Brady goes, then the Patriots would look at him because he's already, he already familiar with uh, Belichick and the offense and all that. So, you know, that might be a landing place for him. I mean, uh, who, every, everything's on the board with the Patriots, that's that for sure. And, and somewhat to the Colts, too. Jackson, Jacksonville. Jacksonville, 6-10. and 10. Well, they ended up, we, we thought they might have fired their coach and stuff, and uh, they, never, no. they never did, did they? No, no Doug Marone is going to come back. The coach right. is still there. The GM is still there. The only change they made is uh, getting rid of Tom Coughlin, and the owner said that position will not be filled. So Right, because he was like the head honcho. It's sort of like the GM of some teams where he's the real the president, uh, a.k.a. is the GM, and the other guy, is he's got the title. But in a lot of baseball, uh, Theo Epstein would be a good example of that. Right. They might have a GM, but Theo Epstein is really the, the guy in charge, that kind of thing. Uh, that's yeah. the way that works. So, you know, so Jacksonville, uh, you know, and I guess they'll still be in Jacksonville. We're not hearing any rumors they're going to London yet, right? Not yet, and, not and, yet. Well, so. And the owner also said that he wants to see how these two people can work together without the presence of Tom Coughlin. He felt that Coughlin was the yeah. major issue there. Well, that's fair. I think that's fair. And Doug Marone's had some success in the past, so I, I, I think that's fair. Uh, Denver, 7-9. and nine, uh, Drew Locke, it may have finally, 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 other than uh, Elway and Manning, found a quarterback. Yeah, I, I think if they leave if they leave him alone and let him develop the way he the way he looked, I, I think Denver may have found something. And of course, that that'll mean that Joe Flacco will be uh, oh, available yeah. for somebody to. He to will. Take, he so. will. There's a long list. There's about 16. I think they found on uh, <laughs> Sports Up one day 16 potential quarterback free agents. Uh, you know, including Brady and the yeah. various mm-hmm. ones. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, the Raiders. Uh, Robert, give us a thumbnail on what you think the Raiders' status is as they head for Vegas. Well, I I think they're. I think the Raiders, they're going to be okay, but um, their their offense has some potential. Um, they they still need to work on their defense a bit. Uh, people are talking about Derek Carr may not be the quarterback, but John Gruden was very happy with the way that he performed this year. Um, uh, the the biggest the biggest headache in the room is John Gruden. You don't know what he what uh, what's on his mind. Remember, he's making ten million dollars a year. He makes more than the GM. And Mike Mayock did a very good job under that circumstance because you know he drafted a lot of the players. And uh, we've got some potential, but I just wonder how much John Gruden is always going to mess up things. As a Raider fan, he's going to be my biggest concern going forward. Yeah, well, there again, it's the old story about bring in the uh, the coach and then let him pick the general manager. And it's not the way you, you know, unless they're each, see, the problem then means they each feel like they have a direct line to the owner. And that, that's where you get into trouble because then, then you got a three-headed monster and, and nobody can really make a decision. So that's a problem. And the Chargers at 5-11 and 11 leaving their little yeah. uh, sandbox to head for the new stadium in Los Angeles. And, with, and there's, with, an, with, and there's through, another place that probably, yep, they probably need a quarterback. Yeah, with or without Tom think, Brady, with or without who, you know? What they, I don't think Phillip, I don't think Philip Rivers will be back. Uh, you know, no, uh, he, you know, uh, he will not be back. As far as I'm, for what I'm hearing, no. No, yeah. well, another quarterback that Belichick could think about because if he can figure out how to throw, how to teach him, uh, I don't know, he, whether he's colorblind or what, to throw, stop throwing those interceptions. He's a heck of a quarterback. He really is, but he yes, keeps he throwing is. those interceptions. Yep. So I think the he's NFC retired. Okay, we got the uh, always exciting Dallas Cowboys. So what's the latest on them, Perry? <laughs> the latest on them is that uh, Jason Garrett's contract will not be renewed. Uh, Jerry Jones, I think he met with Jason Garrett about every day this week. So clearly it was not an easy decision for Jerry Jones. They're not officially saying it, but it's pretty much done. Yeah, no, no, it is, no it is official now. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, it became. Yes, it was official. announced this afternoon. It's official. Oh, this yeah. afternoon it is official. Okay. Yes, but he's met. He met with Mike McCarthy on Friday, and there, here's where Marvin Lewis. He wanted to meet with Marvin Lewis. Yes, he met with Marvin Lewis, or is going to. He, he, no, what was it? The Marvin Lewis. Which interview started one night and went to the next morning? It was Marvin Lewis. Yeah, yeah it was Marvin Lewis. So he had technically been meeting with people before he officially announced that Jason Garrett was released. Yeah, well, it's Jerry Jones. He can do anything Garrett. he wants. You know. He 
just yeah. does whatever he wants. Jerry, you know, yeah. Jerry Jones's thing, and he believes this, that he could have waited until May to fire the coach. And just because he's the Cowboys, he'll get who he wants. That's Jerry yeah, Jones's and, uh, view of the world. I also read today, courtesy of Bleacher Report, uh, they also want to talk to Lincoln Riley. I don't know. If I'm Lincoln Riley, I think I stay in Oklahoma, but we'll see. I okay. Don't know. The, the, the Cowboys have a lot more. You know, there's a lot of people out of hand will reject the Cowboys just like they will the Browns. More that's, will reject the Browns. Correct. But yeah. I think there's just people that say, I am not going into that crazy house. You know, I'm yeah. not going to work there. Yeah. The, the Giants fired uh, Pat Shermer, but they kept their GM. So uh, Dave Gettleman, who, hey, he brought in Saquon Barkley and, and, uh, and uh, Daniel Jones. You know, that's two good draft choices. So, uh, you know, uh, he's done his his end, I think they figure. And Josh, and, McDan- uh, Josh yeah. McDaniels is up for that job. Yeah, Josh right. McDaniels yeah. is up, and they've, they've interviewed several people already. But uh, the scuttlebutt in New York, from what I'm hearing, uh, the coach from Baylor is their number one target. So we'll and, I, and I've also heard over the last couple of days, now that we know it's official, they the Giants may want to interview Jason Garrett. That is that oh, is that's also right. They had, they had expressed a little interest uh, back in the day. And, of course, considering that was the NFC least and the Eagles were the only ones that made the playoff, of course, we have changes with the Redskins. Yeah, yes, well. Uh, yep. J- uh, Ron Rivera is the head coach. And as we know, uh, Daniel Snyder wished everybody a happy Thanksgiving, not a happy New Year. That, so, that was good. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yes, Ron Rivera is the new coach. They're also looking for a new uh, GM. Bruce Allen is out. So we'll see who the GM is. And okay. the number one candidate for that job. From what I read this morning, uh, is Rick Smith, the former GM of the Houston Texans. Okay, and then we go to the Chicago Bears at eight and eight, and it sounds like they're before not we do, be before eight. we do before we do that, Chris. We are at the bottom of there. Let's go ahead and take our time out, and then we'll okay. come back. Yes. We'll talk about the Bears and otherwise after we find out who's listening. But let's take our break first. Okay. Welcome to Sports Lounge Love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was the promo. Hey, while while I got while I got your attention here, that was Chase McLaughlin. Chase, oh, okay. There oh, you go. Uh, thank you, Bill. All just, right. Just try this again. The kicker from the Colts. That's who he's talking about. Okay. In the backyard. You guys are going to the center of attention at summer barbecues. In '96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores, and in '09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service your state forester and the ad council only you can prevent wildfires hope you enjoyed your meal and i just want to say he's lucky to have a brother like you lucky caring for my brother is far from easy but he's a part of me like my arms and legs so i'll be his no time for tired nothing can disable this love he needs me but i'm the lucky one even though i need help now and then If you're caring for a loved one, visit AARP.org slash caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow right where you live? That it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true, I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow, but shouldn't you have a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov slash communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Uh, before we check who's listening, I better check my contract. I could be fired if I keep these mistakes going. <laughs> well, well, he's due. I was going to say, should we just finish it and then we'll check who's listening, finish finish the stats first, and then do the who's uh, listening. We, yeah, we could do that. I mean, but the other thing we want to do, too, is talk about this uh, upcoming uh, list of games, what we think is going to happen in those, too. Yep. But, yeah. uh, so we'll go on. We'll finish these teams, and then we'll do the games, and then we can do who's listening. How's that sound? Okay. Then we'll, then we'll get on to the happy to- topic of death. Uh, <laughs> anyway, okay. Chicago Bears, 8-8. Eight Um, Looks like no changes are afoot in Chicago. That is correct. That is correct. 
Yeah, yeah. although today Kyle Long announced his retirement from the Bears. So Okay. Yeah. But as far as uh, they're bringing back Trubisky, they're bringing back the coach. Yep. Uh, so the and, GM is there, so everything yep. is pretty much Same thing in Detroit. Stuff. And Detroit is a, a, you know, really got decimated with a lot of Matthew Stafford. He was uh, having a good year, and they were losing close games. And they continued to lose close games uh, without him. So they decided it wasn't Matt Patricia's fault, and they're going to keep that him and uh, just go from there. They were only 3-12-1, but no changes are being made. And, again, there's about six or eight owners in the NFL that if you're a, a fan of the team, and I know there are people that are Lions fans that get rid of uh, you know William Clay Ford. He's no good as an owner. And there's about four or five other owners, uh, Daniel Snyder, the Browns, and so forth, that you just say, what What are you doing owning a team? You're running it into the ground. Yeah. And that's a big problem. They, they have so much influence on their teams. And, you know, uh, so then in the South, we have New Orleans, of course, uh, now out. And uh, it's going to be interesting. Of course, Teddy Bridgewater is uh, one of the uh, uh, quarterbacks going to be out there as a free and agent. The rumor, you know, is, rumor is Drew Brees might retire. Well, it was interesting because Paul Allen at one point today said that he really didn't think he could throw it down the field the way he used to. You know, the long, I the think long he's ball. Retiring. I think he's done. So, I yeah, know he's, he. I know he's got one more year guaranteed on his deal, but it'll be interesting to see if he does come back. Well, and that if, if the Saints can find that out, then they would just keep the Teddy Bridgewater because he did a pretty good job this year when they had to fill in. Yeah, and and Chasen uh, Hill, the one that caused all the problems, he is officially listed on the roster as a quarterback. And yeah. Sean Payton has said that he is the future of the New Orleans Saints. So. Okay. Well, another no-changer it would be the Atlanta Falcons. After all that, they, they did play better towards the end of the year, and, and uh, so I guess uh, again, Arthur Blank doesn't like to fire people. And, you know, uh, so he's not. He's no, not doing he's not. It. And, uh, you know, who knows? I, I don't follow the Atlanta situation closely, but maybe there was a lot of injuries there. Who knows? There were some. Uh, we'll, there we'll, were wait some. And see. we'll wait and see what happens. Matt Ryan was out a little bit, and I think yeah. some of the receivers. And, yeah, and Matt Ryan's still a good quarterback, you know. You know, again, uh, he's he's uh, the rich man's uh, Jameis Winston, and we'll get to him next. Yeah. He, he occasionally will do a turnover and stuff, but he's <laughs> hey, he's taking a team to a Super Bowl, and uh, yeah. it wasn't his fault that the, they they collapsed at the end. That was uh, more the uh, play calling that he got from the sidelines with all with no no runs and a lot of, all the throws that back for years. That was what happened to Atlanta. More they lost. Patriots won it, but Atlanta lost it just as much. Uh, that yeah. you have to say that Tampa Bay Jameis Winston. Like, uh, we don't know what's going to happen with him. We have not heard. We've not heard officially the the last i had heard was that they were thinking very seriously about bringing him back yeah, so, and we'll he's see. the first member of the 30-30 club. 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions That's right. in one we year. That's right, had that last week. That's yep. right. Carolina Panthers. Um, so they're talking about Mike McCarthy there, aren't they? Yes, they're talking about Mike McCarthy there. And, uh, uh, you know, they're they're interviewing people. Uh, Josh McDaniels has also mentioned. Uh, Judge from the Patriots has been mentioned. Uh, there's yep. quite a few people that are mentioned. Uh, and, I, and I told you a few minutes ago, Josh McDaniels was up for every one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, San Francisco and Seattle are still playing. Playing. Uh, the Rams. What's what's going on? What's your thought on them, Perry, going into the? I don't. Season? I don't know that you're going to see a lot of change there either, because I think that they felt if they can just tweak a few things, you know. But all the big. You know, golf be back. The coach will be back. But I think they, I think they feel if they can just tweak a few things on the roster, things will be fine. Uh huh. And um, the uh, and finally the Arizona Cardinals. They had a decent year for a, a rebuild. You know, not it wasn't wasn't bad. They played a lot of close games, won a few, lost a few. Lions lost pretty much all theirs, but the, the Arizona did win a few of them. And uh, you know, you and they had their tie against the Lions at the beginning of the year. But um, it looked like uh, what's his name, the the quarterback. Uh, oh, uh, Kyler Murray. Ky- Kyler Murray. He he seemed to be. Uh, doing fairly well. You know, he seemed to be getting it. So I think yeah, they've got and, a quarterback. Uh, it looks like uh, Kingsbury is, you know, going to be okay for now. So, you know, we'll see what yeah. happens there. Okay. So uh, I guess we can start in chronological. Well, why don't we do the uh, AFC first? Because, you know, better it's better to put them together. Uh, what cool. do you, what's your guys thought on Tennessee and Baltimore Saturday night? Well, I would project, I would project Baltimore. If I, you know, if you're projecting a winner, I would think Baltimore would win the game. It may be closer than people think though. Oh, Tennessee's a yes. tough team and they've, but the Ravens have done pretty well stopping the run. And that's, that's what they really, you know, they've got some receivers and, you know, Tannehill has had a great year, but really Derek Henry team. And uh, if they can, if they can yeah. stop him and just shine, how, how they're going to do with uh, Jackson, you know, Lamar Jackson, yeah. uh, the Tennessee, that, that, that ain't Tom Brady back there. You know, no. this guy's got to be running all over the place. Yeah. So he's going to want to uh, anyway. You know, Mike Brable has turned out to be a hell of a coach. Uh, I guess he learned a lot from being on the Patriots sidelines all them, all them yeah. years. So who knows? How about the, uh, what do you think, Sean Houston, going into Kansas City? Well, okay, what would I love to see? But what do I really think is going to happen? 
think Kansas City is going to beat Houston. You know, yeah, I'd I like think to see Houston win. I'd be happy, but Kansas City. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and that so that's uh, any, anybody else with anything on that game? Uh, no, I think it'll be an interesting game, but I do think Kansas City will come out on top, and I think we'll see Kansas City and Baltimore at the AFC Championship. Yeah, in, in in Baltimore, and then yeah. uh, in the NFC we got uh, the surprising Minnesota Vikings who uh, uh, what's his name Cook came back. Uh, what's the Delvin Cook? Delvin Cook. But I think but I think this is where this is where it ends going to San Francisco. Right. I think. I think yeah. so. I think so. But you got to give them credit for uh, for getting their getting their act. Back together and Kirk Cousins throwing that winning touchdown and uh, and all that mm-hmm. so they've got something to, to be happy about as they as they continue but uh, I think it's going to be pretty tough going into Levi Stadium uh, winning that game yep. and and uh, then the other game is Seattle into Green Bay I think that's going to be a good game that yes, should I be a really good Green game Bay. I think that'll be the best that'll game be the best of the weekend game. and uh, yes. of course the 49ers have already played the Seahawks twice and they've, they've already played Green Bay so I think the 49ers will be happy with whoever they want to end up with that's right oh yeah they're and they'll be home and everything else but they're a young team so we'll, yeah. we'll see how that goes because yeah. you know you get a you get a green bay going in there with a with an aaron Rodgers if he if he gets back on the beam and he looked like it last week he'd, he'd been kind of in a slump for a few weeks but yeah. if he gets back on the beam he's a veteran quarterback going they'll be dangerous or and seattle will be dangerous in san francisco they had two great games right. like, you yeah. wouldn't mind being a rematch of san francisco and seattle That's you know as a, as a football fan and not a fan of either team i would love to see a third matchup between san francisco and seattle you know yeah but, yeah. Well, they were but great. Uh, you can't count out the Packers, so no, you Never. can't. And that, well, that, and that was a pretty good game too, the, the Packers, yeah. and you know. So, uh, so anyway, so I, I think before I we the, the before we hear who's listening, though, we do have a hand. Dick, welcome aboard. Hello, boys. Hey. Hello, I want to tell you that the Bears are a mess. They fired a number of their offensive coaches. And mm-hmm. after telling, uh, not not giving a word, they were going to do that at the press conference uh, last <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, the offensive coordinator is gone. Offensive line coach is gone. Assistant special teams coach is gone. And maybe one more that I can't think of offhand. But, yeah. Uh, well, this is in baseball analogous to firing. You know, you, you have a, a team that wins um, 84 games. You fire the hitting coach. That's what you do. You know, that's what the standard operating procedure is. Yeah. You gotta do something because the fans want blood, and uh, they're not necessarily going to change the quarterback or the coach. So, well, we'll, we'll uh, you know make changes that are uh, you know, and the, you know the special teams for the Bears had to be a little disappointing because I thought they had a pretty good return package going there, and uh, you know they never got anything going with that team. So well, I don't know. Anderson did a pretty good job. He, he made it. Yeah, but he ball. never. I thought he. I've had them in my fantasy team, and they never scored. I don't think so. I was a little disappointed with the Bears, but that, their defense is very good, though. They've, they've got yeah, the defense. They've got to get their offense together. And they need offense, and I don't know what's going to happen. I'm, I'm, I'm not optimistic for next year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Any more uh, hands there? We do. We have one more. Uh, let me get him. Jamal, go ahead. Hello, Perry. Hello, everybody. Hi, How are y'all doing? Hello. Welcome to Bears Talk, uh, Jamal. Yeah. A couple of things here. I, unlike Dick, I'm a bit more optimistic about the Bears next year. As I was tell, I've told people that I thought that it'll be next year before you really get a feel for what Trubisky is. Okay. So, I had, so I'm a bit more optimistic now. Was I happy with them fire, having the mass firing the other day of all the coordinators? I don't know. I, I thought that Harry Hestad, who was supposedly the best offensive line coach in the NFL, probably should have been fired. But some of the other people, okay, maybe. But but I think that Mark Pelfridge kind of got a raw deal because he didn't call the plays. Right. Okay. Yeah. Matt well, Nagy did. So yeah. I mean, I I hope they hire an offensive coordinator that actually has some power and will call offensive plays and let Matt Nagy be the CEO of the team. But okay. with all that being said, on much more pleasant topics, these playoffs. Mm. And I look over, and I checked out some of these playoffs. All exciting games. I was disappointed about the Saints. I was happy about Seattle. I was happy about Tennessee, and I was happy about Houston. Now, going forward, I think that my guess is Kansas City and Baltimore will probably win next week. My guess is San Francisco will win. And I think that Seattle will be the one will be the one road team that will win next week, and you'll have a and you'll have a third matchup between the Niners and Seahawks in the NFC Championship. Well, there'd, and be, it nothing, wonder, there'd be nothing wrong with that, considering that they played two classics already and, this year. And oh, if no. the, and if that's the case, it would not surprise me in the least. If Seattle beats them in the third game, third round, yeah, yeah. if they get that far, that's right. We'll that's see right. what happens. It's, it, this is yeah. going to be interesting. It is. Okay. We do so have one. More, we do have one more before we get to Bill. Okay. 
Go ahead, Jerry. Okay, can we change the sun? Perry, uh, you guys gave us a good fight at Penn State yesterday. In was a, that, was a fa- that was a fantastic game, wasn't it? It certainly was, and uh, you guys look good. Well, Jerry, as an Eagles fan, uh, uh, what's your feelings on the Eagles? Well, you know, they had a lot of things against them this year with injuries and and stuff like that. And uh, I think they got the potential to to hopefully to do better next year. I like that guy. What's the name? Scott Boston? Oh, Scott Boston Boston. Scott. Boston Scott, yeah. Scott guy can really move, man. I really uh, like him. Yeah, he moves faster than George Scott, who played for the Red Sox. I know that. (laughs) And And how about the Steelers, Jerry? The Steelers, well, you know, like like you guys said, I think uh, Mike Tomlin, you know, he held them together real well, and uh, hopefully next year will be a better year. Yeah, no, Steelers did. You know, really, considering everything with all the injuries both teams had, I think they did well. They certainly did. Bill, who is listening at this point? Well, hey, if anybody, <laughs> if anybody's listening, um, we were, let's see, Forest City, Iowa is checking in. That would be okay. Wayne. How's it going, Wayne? Hello. Hello, Wayne. And let's see here. Pickett, Wisconsin. I'm going to have to look that up and see where that is. I don't is. know where that is. I know. I have no idea. Houston, Texas. I know where that's at. I yeah, do know where yeah. that is. Yep. Little Rock. I know where that is. Right. Madison, Wisconsin. These are some good old standbys that call in. A, they listen every Ooh. single week. Well, we, uh, they're, they're happy about their Packers. So. Thank you. Yeah. Another Little Rock. Kansas City, Missouri. That might be Pam. Speaking of uh, Pam, she did type in before she left, and she said that she thinks the Super Bowl is going to be the Chiefs and the Vikings. So if that's the case, she's going to make a lot of money on that Vikings pick. Rematch of Super Bowl four. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to Seattle. Seattle. Oh, well. Yeah, we have a Seahawks fan there. There you go. Okay, that's good. Yeah. St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, uh, Jim and Marlene or or, um, Or uh, Leonard. Or Leonard, yeah. Yep. Warren, Michigan. So far, we haven't got to anybody in Germany or Canada yet. Not yet. Not yet. No, no. no. Not yet. Braintree, Massachusetts. Oh, there's Rick. I thought he might be around. There's no football for him to watch. He doesn't know what to do with himself. So here he is. <laughs> and, of course, as a Giants fan, he can always come in and talk about what's going to happen with him. He could, especially with, when they make a choice. Uh, you know, he can certainly come in and comment on that at some uh, point. I that is correct. We, now we're we're in Germany also. Uh, okay, there we go. good. Austin, Texas. That's very good. Hello, Gary. Yep, Gary. Another St. Louis. Okay. There's Leonard or Jim and Marlene. 225 is pretty silent right now, but he may may call back in. Okay. Another Germany, and we got, let's see, one more. Hermitage, Tennessee. We've never had that. That's near Nashville. Wow. Okay. Well, welcome welcome right. to the Tennessee welcome. listeners. Welcome, Tennessee, well, and congratulations have, on the Titans. And yeah, exactly. Another one in Lamita, California. Oh. Wow. And that okay. seems to be a young lady maybe I spoke to yesterday, very nice lady by the name of Paige, who loves okay. Sports Lounge Live. And All right. let's see. Another Forest City, Iowa. Were they listening? Okay. Oh, we're big in Forest City. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? Forest City probably has maybe five, six thousand people. So we're yeah, there you go. Well, that's there a reasonable go. percentage for an internet show, and it's yeah, that's all right. That, well, that's right. I'm going to let you take it back over because I've made enough okay. mistakes. Okay, right. that's good. So, so we'll now go to death. our deaths. And yeah, Chris, that, why don't you? Pretty strange uh, thing when we leave, but we we congratulated everybody on getting through 2019, and then uh, some people. Just barely got through it and got to the New Year's Day or yeah. uh, very, uh, right around that time. So we're going to do them in the chronological order in which I got them, and then we've got some audio when we get to Don Larson that Bill will play for us. Uh, so the first death we have is Liddell Anderson. He was 90 years old. He played at Utah State. Uh, from This guy never left Utah unless he had to go on a road trip with a team. He played, and he played for every basketball entity in Utah except the Jazz, or coached for them. Uh, he played for Utah State 48 through 51. He then was uh, from 56 through 61, he was a Utah assistant. Then he, uh, head of the Utah State team from 61 to 71. The head, uh, the head of the Utah Stars, head coach of the Stars in the ABA, 71 through 73. And then he was the AD. Uh, they lured him back to Utah State to be the uh, AD there from 73 to 83. Then he went to BYU because that had been left off as that dance card. And he was the coach there from 83 through 89. Uh, and then uh, in Utah State, he, he made the tournament four times. And you know, in the old days, it wasn't easy to make the 
the NCAA tournament was a lot smaller. He made the tournament four times, and his best uh, appearance was an Elite Eight appearance in 1970, where he lost the eventual champion uh, UCLA Bruin. And then, uh, and then we let's he had two uh, NIT uh, trips too. BYU, he made it three times to the uh, to the NCAA. Now and, in, B- uh, in the BYU days, Chris, I wonder if Danny Ames played for him. No, back. no, that was oh, after. Let, let me look. After, I, I don't no, think 83, so. 83, That was after Danny Ames. That, Seven, that no, was during uh, the Sean. Oh, no, BYU. Yeah, yeah, he was after BYU. Yeah, because he played was on and BYU. And that was okay. during. Okay. Eighty three to win. Eighty three to win. Eighty nine, wasn't it? Uh, BYU. Let me find BYU. Was the coach eighty three through eighty nine? Yeah. Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley, I believe was. Oh yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Okay. And then for let's see, where were we here? We had two appearances in the NIT and at BYU, and three appearances in the NCAA BYU, and one NIT appearance. And he was the WAC coach of the year of the year in eighty eight. So there you go. Okay. So we got him. The next one is an important one, and we'll talk about him for a minute. David Dern, the former NBA commissioner, oh. dying of a uh, brain aneurysm at 77 years old, went in the hospital on the 12th of uh, December. Um, he was the N- uh, commissioner from 84, from February 1st of 84 to January 31st of 2014. He uh, was he then was replaced by Adam Silver, you know, who was his assistant. He started out with the NBA as a lawyer uh, for his law firm in 66, became general counsel for the NBA in 78, then executive vice president in 80 and uh, so there was a little of chicken and egg with him of well, course Larry Bird and Magic Johnson were already there but Michael Jordan was just coming in but they were well, the big three well, and it really was marketing that his was his forte he had the product you know that was his big deal 1980 as executive vice president he he talks about this on the Magic and Larry 30 for 30 he talks about this how he turned down an ESPN deal and he went with USA and he said man I went with USA and he goes I should have gone with ESPN. He goes, yes, they did have a one-year deal with ESPN on Sunday night, but it didn't really. And he was responsible. Number one, he got the games off a tape delay and got them on on regular TV. He also, in 84, signed the first lucrative cable contract with TBS, a two-year, $20 million cable deal. He uh, was also responsible for globalizing, globalizing the NBA. Remember, baseball, baseball, you hear it in the U.S., Latin America, Japan, football in North America, you know, but the NBA, other than soccer, probably the most global sport out there. And he he was responsible getting the dream team. Uh, he had, you know, he had Michael. He knew how to market Michael. He knew how to market Magic and Larry. He knew how to, he went. Uh, he had certain things. That, I mean, there were a few things that were not pleasant. Uh, he had he had the dress code, which a lot of people were in favor of, but a lot of players were not. The hip hop generation, they said, "Wait a minute, why do we got to have a dress code when we're flying people in somewhere?" Seattle, people we... in Seattle aren't happy about David Stern, so you know. Yeah, people nope. in Seattle were too happy. Uh, the WNBA, in theory, would have been great, but he didn't put that marketing genius to work with them. Well, and... I don't think I don't think he had the women players for the WNBA like well, he had for the NBA. That's, that's, that's where I was going. Yeah. That's where I was going. The women players, they go overseas to make more money than what they can make in the WNBA. And also, he did start, well, back then it was the D League, and that's the G League. He saw the, he saw the thing of the, the G League. And he also, he brought, well, now he was responsible for one and done. That was some, you know, you can argue good. The bad. draft lottery, he brought that yeah. in. Yeah, the yeah draft he lottery. created yeah. the draft lottery. Which does add a lot of interest. Lottery. You know, sometimes uh, you get you get screwed. You have the worst record, and you end up with a fifth pick or something. But, and, uh, you and, know, it just makes it exciting. The bat, of course, and, and he was not a fan of player of coaches setting players. No. Right. Uh, he was not a fan. Of, also, the one thing that some people say goes against him is he knew about the Donald Sterling stuff and overlooked it, and Adam Silver came right in and had to just bam, yeah, bam, bam. But, oh, Overall, overall, I think a very good commissioner. Yes, I mean, he, one of the top... arguably he and Pete Rozelle uh, might be the best commissioners that we've had. You know, he was yeah. down the middle. He wasn't totally a players commissioner. Wasn't totally an owners commissioner. Right, right. You know, Pete Rozelle made some mistakes too, but but he really put uh, the NFL on the map with uh, his decisions with television yeah. and and all nationalizing the television instead of the local TV. And you know, and David Stern did the same kind of thing. And again, they had the material. They had a great games to to move to front yeah. and center, and arguably the two most 
uh, popular leagues uh, because of Stern and Roselle and other people who come in after with yeah. Roselle are, are the NFL and the NBA. You know? That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So uh, then we have, and we go to where we're going to get some audio here. We have Don Larson, who died at 90 years old. He was, uh, he, his career was a long one, actually. He started with St. Louis Browns in 1953. Then he went to the Orioles at 54 with the Browns. The Browns came the Orioles. So he went to Baltimore with them in 54. <laughs> Excuse me. Then to the Yankees from 55 through 59. And we'll talk about his exploits with the Yankees in a minute. Kansas City A's from 60 through 60 and 61. Chicago White Sox in 61. Uh, towards the end of the year. San Francisco Giants, when they brought in a lot of, uh, they had Billy Pierce, they had a lot of old American leaguers over there, uh, 62 through 70, 64. Then the Houston, both the Astros, uh, the Colt 45s and the Astros. I think he played just a little bit with the Astros. Yeah, one uh, game, one, one game, one game Astros, when they were the Houston but a Astros. Few, a few as a Colt 45. Then he went back to Baltimore again in 1965. Then he, and then, uh, he was in the minors in 66. In 67, he came to the Cubs for uh, three, uh, three games. He was there for like two weeks. And uh, then he retired uh, after, uh, and then went back to the minors. I think he retired in the 68. But on October 8th, 1956, the well, Yankees and before, before you get that, he basically had an average career except for one event. Right, we got the, yeah. yep, we've got the statistics yeah. on that too. But he had one day, this is the, the uh, one day uh, can make you kind of guy, you know. This will be remembered forever. October 8th, 1956, the World Series, if I am not mistaken, was tied two games apiece. They were playing in Yankee Stadium on Monday afternoon, and he pitched a perfect game. So let's see if uh, Bill can roll the audio and Vince Gully calling it. Yes. Yeah. You know, the, probably the youngest audio that uh, is generally available. I guess there's some uh, audio perhaps from 1951 from the Bobby Thompson game, but I've never heard it. But that, that was 28 years old. And Vince Scully, unusually for him, and this is a, an unusual thing, he didn't just let the, let the picture do the talking. He went in and explained to you because remember that the, probably the reason he did that, the thing that you did back in those days and for another maybe 10 or 15 years, you didn't mention to the audience that there was a no-hitter going on or a perfect game. You would just come on and say, you know, he's pitching a great game and all the hits belong to the the, the uh, Yankees or whatever. But you'd never said the word no hitter or perfect game when you were announcing a game. I can remember Kirk Audi and them still doing it in the early 60s with the Red Sox. So, you know, uh, that's why he did what he did because you don't hear audio from Vince Scully like that. And I think that would be the reason. Yeah. Don Larson, his statistic to back up what Sean was saying, he was a good hitter though. Hit 242, which isn't bad for a pitcher. He had 14 home runs and 72 RBIs. I wonder if he ever did any pinch hitting. But his record was 81 and 91. So there you go. Even with the great Yankee teams where he was for five years, 81 and 91. And he was one of their starters. And uh, 3.78 ERA uh, and uh, 849 strikeouts. And, uh, and of course, he won two World Series championships. That one in uh, 56, the Dodgers came back and won in game six. And then the Yankees beat them solidly in uh, game seven. And in 58, he was on the team, the Yankees team that came from behind against the Braves three games to one and, and beat the Braves in seven. And he was, of course, Don Larson.
Washington was the MVP of the 56 uh, World Series, and he died of esophageal cancer. And again, he was 90 years old. So that, yep. was, uh, that was quite a thing. And they say he may have been hung over that day. He was a partier, so that could have easily happened. Yeah, the story I heard was uh, the night before, he went out with several players and people, and, and he was hung over. And back then, the manager didn't tell you you were pitching. What they did is they put the ball in your glove. Right. And he went to his locker and found the ball in his, in his glove, and he said, oh, my God, I'm actually pitching today, and yeah. went out and threw, in, uh, threw a perfect game. There you go. Okay, another death we have is Sam Weich, a little more modern time. He was oh, 74 yeah. years old. Since he played for the Bengals from 68 through 70, he then played, so 68 was the Bengals' first year, played for Washington, 71 through 73, Detroit in 74, and the St. Louis Cardinals in uh, 76. I think he was out of out for uh, uh, for 75. He was a backup, uh, started nine games all, all together. I thought he played started more games. With, I forgot about Kenny Anderson. He was really the uh, the uh, Bengals quarterback there in their, their early years. Uh, he was uh, he had 222 passing attempts, 116 completions. Uh, uh, he had 12, uh, let's see, 12 touchdowns, I guess, and nine interceptions, it looks That's like correct. here. And uh, 1,748 yards. You know, we have guys do that in about half a season. But again, he played about half a season, so what do you yeah. want? Then he started coaching. He was an assistant at South Carolina in, uh, well, it says 67 here, but uh, maybe he, well, maybe that's what happened. Maybe when I came out of college and then didn't get drafted, and then when the Bengals were an expansion team, that maybe when he hooked on with them. But yeah. that's the number that Dave, uh, Dave the USF gave us. San Francisco 49ers, um, 79 through 82. He was assistant coach. Uh, Indiana uh, coached uh, head coach in 83, and, and Bill, you said, said he did a pretty good job when he was with the Hoosiers, huh? Outstanding job, and I mean, really kept him competitive but then well you know what happened you're getting ready to, to tell that story but yeah well, Bengals came to call and he became the head coach there from 84 through 91 and he led the team to Super Bowl uh, what it would be 20, 23 three against the 49ers that they and lost ironically he was coaching since San Francisco as an assistant in the other one the Super yeah in Super Bowl 16 you know, he was in one right. of the assistants yep then he went to Tampa Bay and coached there 92 through 95 then he was the quarterback coach no no, that, that didn't help too much. Yeah. Quarterback coach for a while there uh, at his high school. And then um, he, he read the, led the Bengals to the Super Bowl, as we said, Super Bowl 23, where they were just edged out. That was one of the first good Super Bowls. You know, that one was uh, the uh, John Taylor cat at the end. That's that, uh, correct. Beat, yep. uh, beat them. I mean, he got a ring I mean, with the uh, in Super Bowl 16 with the uh, with the 49ers. So, yeah. Yep. Then, oh, let's see. And he was yeah. for a head coach who was 84, 107, and 3, I think was his uh, thing. And he also did some broadcasting. Yes, yes he, he did. did. We were going to get to that. And he was 3-2 and two in the playoffs, by the way. Yep. So that's not bad. He he worked with Marv Albert in 1996. Uh, I think that was for NBC. Mm, and yes. then 97, he was uh, he was a studio host with CBS. Uh, 98 to 2000 with... With NBC, uh, that's... Yeah. Uh, studio host with uh, NBC in 97, that's right. Then yeah, 98 yeah. to 2000, he was with Kevin Harland. And he did a couple games in 01 as well. And then, uh, let's see, in 06, he came back to Westwood 1. And he worked with uh, uh, Dick Enberg over there and yes. uh, of course we heard him on the Thursday night game uh, yeah. and uh, let's see he went in the hospital uh, September 9th of uh, hang on 09 I think uh, 016 and he had a heart transplant and he lived uh, uh, and he was there for congestive heart failure he had the transplant and then uh, and of course then he had liver problems liver cancer and that's he died uh, just now just before his 75th birthday he would so. have been 75 tomorrow I believe right right the next one is one I don't remember very well uh, but I'm going to run it down for it, but he was a member of the great, great Packer teams, Doug Hart, who was a defensive uh, back. Uh, he, uh, let's see, he he died. He was 80 years old. He was with the Packers from 64 through 71, uh, three championships, three NFL championships, and the first two Super Bowls. So, uh, so they won three NFL championships in a row and, of course, went to the first two Super Bowls, beating uh, Kansas City and, and the Raiders. Uh, and then uh, he had five interceptions and five uh, recoveries of fumbles and, uh, and I think four touchdowns. So that was pretty good. And this this one I'm going to leave. I'm going to read the stuff and then let Car uh, Robert talk about our last person, Carlos De Leon, who uh, died at 60. That's young. I don't know what he died of. I didn't get that. But uh, he he was from Puerto Rico and he was a cruiserweight champion. And he did it uh, four times. Uh, he regained he regained it. Uh, he won it. I don't know. He got it four times. He was champion. I'll just run these down from 80 through 82, 83 through 85, 86 to 88, and 89 through 90. And uh, he was 52 and eight, and he had 12 knockouts and one draw. So what do you remember about him, Robert? Um, well, he was a very good boxer. Uh, did not did not have
have a lot of knockout power. But uh, the cruiserweight was a perfect division. And remember, back then, in the 80s and early 90s, the cruiserweight division was 190 pounds, now at 200. And uh, he uh, he was always a competitive fighter. Even when he lost, he, he, uh, he gave a good account of himself. And one of the times he lost the cruiserweight title was when he fought Evander Holyfield. And, of course, Evander Holyfield is the only person in heavyweight history to win the heavyweight title four times. So they're there. They're forever linked because I believe they're the only two champions in the divisions who have won a specific title in a division four separate times. Okay. And uh, so now we have some baseball signings, a few, and they're scattered around here. We've got uh, Washington was kind of busy. They uh, signed Will Harris, a pitcher, uh, from three years for $24 million. And Starlin Castro, uh, two years for $12 million. So what, what's your thoughts on that, Perry? Um, I think they're okay signings. That, By the way, that does not preclude them, they said, from signing uh, Josh Donaldson, who they're apparently still in on. So uh, Yes, mm-hmm. they are. And they also, okay. Chris, remember, signed as Drupal Cabrera to right. uh, $2.5 million for one year. So yeah. that's, so that's not nat- much of a deal there. Nationals yeah. were busy. And then uh, we had, uh, let's see, I'm looking for, uh, there were a couple more signings. Oh, uh uh, no, that's oh, we didn't. Uh, that's right. We need to do college. Uh, we'll do college football in a minute. I'm looking for. We had two signings by the twins of uh, people that, that would be uh, Homer. Um, would be Homer Bailey and Rich Hill. And of course, yeah. Rich Hill is not going to be ready for the start of the season because of an injury. So they figure he'll be back by about June. Yeah, right. But, but he's but in Homer, some kind Homer of a con- Bailey is going to be in Minnesota. So right. Yeah. So he was in some kind of a confrontation with a fan. Is that correct? Uh, uh, Rich, that, uh, Rich that's Hill? what I heard. I didn't hear a lot about it, but that is what I heard. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know much. Oh, and uh, the Yankee pitcher that uh, had the domestic violence issue, German, he... Uh, it was, Domingo Herman. Herman. Uh, he's officially suspended for the first 63 games of the regular season because the suspension was 81 games, but uh, he served 19 games of that last year, and so okay. he'll miss the first 63 games this year. One thing I, I kind of promised that we would do, and uh, we did, we just have mentioned, again, Eli Gold winning the Chris Schenkel Award, and we spent so much time talking about how bad Chris Schenkel was. We forgot to say how good Eli Gold was uh, yes. for being the college uh, in the college football Hall of Fame as an announcer. He's a wonderful announcer, and uh, you know did a great job. He did hockey and and, and NASCAR and he's, as well. And he worked on NASCAR for a number of years yeah, on the radio. He's a really good announcer. He's a great voice for Alabama. He does a yeah. great job with them. And yeah. So so Perry, you have a firing to report on Mississippi State. Yes, Mississippi State fired football coach Joe Moorhead on Friday. And you would figure if you're going to fire your coach, you should have done it maybe after the se- the regular season. But they waited, and now we'll have to see who they get. But uh, maybe, they, fig- maybe they figured after Ole Miss hired Lane Kiffin, maybe they figured they need to try to one-up them and stupefy and really get somebody bad. Uh, well, the first name I could think of if you want to be uh, go down that road, Perry, would be Bobby Petrino. You know? uh, well, I don't know that they want to go quite that bad. <laughs> we'll see. So, you know? he, you know, he would win. Bobby Petrino would win games. The problem is you yeah. have to keep him away from your volleyball players. Yeah, yeah, right. somebody, Lane Kiffin was bringing in as an assistant. Yes, DJ was... Durkin, the former Maryland coach, is going to be an assistant for Lane Kiffin. Why on earth you would want to bring in DJ Durkin? I have he no clue. He still the lawsuit over the death. That That's is correct. correct. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And also, so any thoughts that you guys want to do on any of the bowls that you saw? Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're going to talk about the national championship game next week because it will be the next night. Yeah. But what about the bowls? Well, Texas, of course, is a surprise, but Utah didn't show up. It was basically the easiest way. The teams that wanted to be there won. Yeah. The teams that didn't. There were some good games, especially New Year's Day. I thought yeah. that the Rose Bowl was a good game. I thought yeah, that the- uh, Wisconsin yeah. gave that game away. They they had it in the palm of their hand, and they they let Oregon. Minnesota-Auburn Minnesota was a good game. Minnesota-Auburn uh, was a fantastic. You know, and you credit Minnesota because I think a lot of people didn't really think that Minnesota was all that good, and, and, and it turns out Minnesota was very good. Yeah. It was very they good, were. Yeah. And Alabama pulled away from Michigan, as you would yeah. have expected. You mm-hmm. know? And the Sugar Bowl, uh, that was kind of, you know, Georgia had yeah, it pretty was... much all the way, you know, yeah. with, against Baylor. And Tennessee came back to beat Indiana in the uh, Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Yeah, yeah they Slayer did. Gator Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Boston yeah. College. Uh, uh, well, that was, a, that was a, 
ridiculous a bowl yeah. matchup. You've got a number 21 team playing a 6 and 6 team who just changed their coach or, yep. or they're in the process yep. of uh, getting a new coach who, by the way, sounds pretty good. I heard him on Eagle Talk. We had <laughs> Perry and I were laughing because once again, a rain, rain and lightning delay for the BC Eagles at, at the bowl. They got yeah. uh, rained out and lightninged out last year and they almost did again, but <laughs> 38 to 6. And that's exactly what I expected. I mean, was it, BC should have been playing more of a, another 6 and 6, 7 and 5 team to have a better game, but they weren't. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry uh, to, before you should give us that shine, Jerry, go ahead real quick. Who could forget uh, if Pitt's come back in the quick lane bowl was great That's as right. well. That was good. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, so, I was just going to say, quick, quick college basketball note is the number one team did not lose, which Gonzaga shouldn't be losing. You know, well, they, they almost lost. They had to go to overtime yesterday against but, Pepperdine. But, so. but San Diego State, 14 in a row. That team uh, Actually, it's 15 now, Sean. 15, 15 now. 15 are those Ted boys? They are, yes. yes they are. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then. you know what? The Mountain West is a decent conference. As it is conference, but yeah, that's some good college basketball. The NBA, not really a whole lot. Hockey, we'll get into that more. Uh, the NHL, well, the NHL, I can tell you, they had a very good winter classic. They had 85,600. Yeah, so, uh, and uh, of course, that How did they do with ice made out of cotton, uh, Robert? Did that work out for them? Uh, well, well. Uh, the weather wasn't an issue. They, it was in the 50s, so they had good ice. And when you play in the cotton ball, you got to make your ice out of cotton, don't you have to yeah, freeze yeah. it and stuff? Um, but I yeah. do have one other hockey note that I read about today, an update on the Dallas Stars situation. Apparently, Jim Montgomery had a major alcohol issue, and okay. now and now he's in treatment, and he admitted his wrongdoing, and, and okay. apparently, as soon as he gets cured, the NHL will allow him to come back and be a coach if a team wants him to do that. Okay, so, well, there okay. you go. People do oh, give other chances, and, and I guess we should give uh, the, Robbie the Robot a chance to play some music. That's right. We're in over time here. So. We are in over Anyway, so, but you, you know what? Before Sean wraps up, I think we should challenge the, our our listeners. Even if you don't have a real good take, call in that that eight hundred number. If no other reason, call in just to say hi to us. So we want to yeah, we, we want to get we want to get some messages by this time next week. So it is Sean, not, Sean it is tell not, us what that number is. It is you know what? It is not fair that all things radio gets voicemail messages at eight hundred six nine three zero five nine five option two, and we don't. So we would love to have a message from somebody and just. Hey, hi, you know, hey, uh, just whatever, hey, good job, that, that a boy, that a good guy is whatever. But anyway, uh, also, you can listen to the podcast anytime if you want to go back and you missed any of this by downloading it, uh, legendoldies.com, or in your podcast, you're typing in worldwide, all one word, space legend, and selecting Sports Lounge Live, or telling your smart device to play Worldwide Legend Podcasts, and then keep saying next so you get Sports Lounge Live, or on your phone at 773 773- Five seven two seven seven one five, and yes, this was a very crazy week. I mean, a crazy week of football, uh, significant deaths, and everything. And next week, we got we will be we'll we'll be close to the NFC and AFC championships. We'll still have a game going on, but we'll have more to talk about. And so, hey, we'd love to see you next week, and thank you all for coming. So, till next week, we'll say see ya. Yep, take it easy, guys.